into an office because I don't think that's healthy for anyone's lifestyle. Right. Oh, so really? Are you, set, are you like mobile yeah. now? Are you like a mobile Very, office person? Not mobile office. I'm like nature. The world is my office. Oh, interesting. Do you not follow her posts every day? So I guess you don't work for Twitter. Yeah, thank you, JoJo. <laughs> thank you, JoJo. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. No, so I, I well, I'll tell you actually. Oh, you know, it's interesting how we can kind of intermesh the two. But no, I just mm-hmm. made a, a joke there about Twitter. So yeah. like, yeah, I, I'm, 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 I made a joke about Twitter that, uh, oh, I guess you don't work for Twitter because, you know, people at Twitter, obviously, <laughs> if you didn't come in, you were fired. That was it recently. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I've to- I've totally moved my entire social media time and interest to, to back, back to Twitter. Uh, I'm, really? I'm, I'm just done. Wow. I'm done with Instagram. I I I just I am so I have I really haven't been on it. I I I jump in. I post for the podcast. I post for my other brands, and I'm out. I'm out. I'm in and out. Wow. I, you know, sometimes you maybe see. I always look for your account. Holy shit! And I'm like, can I get a click Thank here? You. Like. I always look. Uh, do I do build a build a bias? Yeah, you guys haven't posted in a long time. We haven't time, posted so. in a bit. That's t- you know, but uh, yeah, I've gone. I've just I've left Instagram. Um, I'm, I still have my pa- my fan page. My my assistant in uh, in uh, Ukraine, Qatar, wherever they are, they're they're posting stuff there for me. But mm-hmm. you know, so my overseas assistant. Awesome, awesome. Okay. I love that. Like we have to. Do it's all about boundary. Us. Yeah, boundaries exactly. Like, just, like I love Gabor Mate has a new book out. It's called The Myth of Normal. Like, mm. just because everyone's doing something doesn't mean that it's good for you. And we need to yes. be able to like ask ourselves, like, how is this working for me? How is this going? And if it's not going well, it doesn't matter how many people in the world are doing it. Well, I I got on I got Instagram. I feel like in some ways to maybe. You know, I got it on 10 years ago. Like maybe I did get on to like escape a little bit, but I, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was a cool, it was a cool thing. Uh, you know, people liked it. it was, mm-hmm. It's the start yeah. of, it's the start of mm-hmm. the, the metaverse. Um, mm-hmm. But now it's yeah. too much. Now it's too much. You got yeah. women shaking their butts. You got true. You know, it's guys like I can't even trying scroll to, when my kids are near it's me. Too, it's too crazy now. And like, honestly, I love the Jewish community. They're doing a lot for me recently, even but mm-hmm. like that stuff's got to stop. It's got to stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know right. how you can, cl- like how you can claim to be a, a certain type of uh, sect of, mm-hmm. you know, Yiddishkeit or Judaism or okay, yeah. from, and like yeah. just be on Instagram, like basically, you know, uh, contributing to the pornography pan- uh, yeah. ep- so- epidemic. How are we not talking about this? How are we not? How is this? Is this are we recording? We, I started like, yeah. Well, we're, yeah, we are recording. Oh, good. Good. Because you might take clips out of this. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, I don't know how we got here. Um, it's pretty crazy. Um, it's like, you know, when Sam Smith's Unholy came out, you know, it's a pretty grungy song, if I have to say. And I like it. Don't get me okay. wrong. But if you listen to the words, it's not something I'd want my children singing along to, you know, yeah, yeah. and every single I'm saying every single, but you know what I mean? Many um, Instagram from Instagram accounts, whether it's clothing industry or otherwise, you know, this was going on. The, their next post was this song. And it's like, where do we 
where do we address authenticity? It's like drawing the line, but it's really about identity. Where do you, um, like who we are is not just who we are, it's who we're not and what we're not. And, and we're, where are we ever going to draw this line? Cause I don't see it being drawn. I, I don't, I don't see it. I know. What do they say? Oh, so it really is crazy. And, um, real profiles yeah. with fake people instead of real people with fake profiles. Mm, yeah. I don't know which is worse, which is better, but you know, we moved to Florida at the end of August and happens to be a, a few of our TVs broke. Um, in transit. No way. And I looked at, yeah. And I looked at my husband, our, our 80 inch was fine. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, you know what? I want to do an experiment with the family. Let's not hang it up yet. Let's just wait on it. Like, no maybe, way. Yeah. I'm like, let's what? reassess after Yuntas. Get out of here. And yeah. And we did it. We did the same thing with like all the iPads. We just didn't unpack them. They're away. And uh, we still, what are they still, doing? What are you doing over there? Yeah, we're still screen free. Um, they are oh, fishing, they are yes. painting, they are drawing, they wow. are coming up with songs on the piano. They are doing things that they did not reach for before. I would say they were watching, they were on screens two to four hours a day. Like in the morning, they'd wake up at 6 a.m., watch until I'm like, hey guys, time to get ready for school. And now I'm calling them in from the canal across the street because they're fishing. And I'm like, hey guys, time to get ready for school. And then they're coming in with a flounder they caught and filleting it for lunch. No way. Yeah. Jo- Jojo, well, that's that's how this? we grew up. We grew up playing ball. Is that how that is? That how we, we grew, grew up? up playing ball. We we grew up playing ball in the street yeah. until we saw the lights come on, and then there was exactly. always that one parent on the block that was yeah. like, you know, screaming out dinner time, and we all ran mm-hmm. back in. Exactly. Now everyone, you know, now everyone's sitting in front of a screen, yeah, taking you know, losing yeah. brain power, charging exactly. their phone for real power. Exactly. But Jojo, I'm done with this, like, you know, adults reminiscing when we were younger, blah, blah, blah. Guess what? We are in charge of creating the childhood that our children experience today. I agree. It's not about what the world is doing. That's the thing, the myth of normal. All kids have phones. All kids have iPads. All families have TVs. My rabbi has a TV and I don't. Your rabbi. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) We're going to go over to my rabbi's house to watch the game. (laughs) I'm not joking. And he knows that we don't have a TV. And he's like, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. (laughs) Guess how I do it. I want a better life for my children. I want a better life for my children. And I have to create that, which is why we moved here. And which is why we're screen free, which is why we chose the school that we sent to no homework, no grading, nothing, nothing. Should have been around when I was younger. Mm -hmm. Sounds like my kind of school. Oh, yeah. There's 10 kids per grade. Wow. No more. They will never take an 11th. The school will shut down if they take an 11th. That oh, is wow. the the deal that they made with the people that fund it. That's the school cool. will shut down if they take an 11th. So there's 10 kids per grade, 10 boys and 10 girls. It's not a mixed school, but there's boys and girls. Right. Okay. Um, there's no homework and there's no grading system. The kids will never see a number or a letter on top of their work. They'll see a correction. They'll see a comment. Um, they'll never see a grade and the, I just, we just had PTA, the report card, you know what, you know how they were graded? They were graded by how much grit they exhibited. Oh, wow. Wow. So how much effort they really like put in? 
yeah, if they did adequate effort, um, exceeded effort, I forget how it was. It was like three grades, like, like, you know, low, medium, high kind of thing. But it was about, did they exert, um, the amount of effort that they're actually capable of. So my child that struggles the most academically got the highest grades in grit of all my other children. And he struggles. He can't read in fourth grade. And he was, oh, oh my God, his previous school in New York, the phone calls, he can't be here. This is not the right school for him. He needs an assistant. He needs a shadow. We spent $60,000 on his education next year. They didn't stop calling us. They They didn't stop calling us. And this school, I haven't got one negative phone call about him. And he got the highest accolades on his report card because it was about grit. Did he exert effort to accomplish the tasks? And it was like beyond. Yeah, see, I like that a lot. So certainly there's, there's, there's total, there's totally, there's, there's irrevocable damage that could be done from the way, you know, your, child went through some things, um, the way his schooling kind of, you know, sounded, Mm -hmm. and you know, that, and that's, you know, that for sure could be related to, uh, you know, one of the main topics of this show is like, should, Mm -hmm. (laughs) who knows, who knows, you know, I'm, I'm curious (laughs) if like, you know, maybe you'll, maybe we'll try to commission a a study here and like someone will do this. Someone will do this. Obviously goes without Mm say that, there certainly are some effects from, you know, that whole system. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He was very, very traumatized. Yeah. I'm traumatized, by the way. I want to send them. I want to send the school my therapy bills. I want to send the school my my wine bills. Yes. I want to. I'm traumatized. I am traumatized. But looking back, I think that God was whispering to me. Like, Ahuva, you have to change things. This yes. This isn't for you. You got to change directions. Amen. And he was whispering to me through all the pain, but I get, I just kept trying to like make it better. Let's make it better. Let's try to make it better. What else can I do? How else can I support my child? How can I do it? And when I, when, when it, when the, when God stopped whispering and started yelling at me, like there was an incident that like you just couldn't go back from. <laughs> that's when I'm like, I called up my husband. I'm like, Ellie, guess what? We're moving to Florida. He's yes. like, we are. I'm like, yeah, we are. And he's like, when? I'm like, like next school year. Like there's no way I can oh enroll my children into this school again. He's like, where are we sending them? I'm like, I don't know. Figure um, that out. We'll figure it out. But, but when we when we miss God's whispers, He starts to yell, and yes, that is the yes. pain I was when, feeling. When, the yeah. pain when we miss God's yeah. whispers, He starts to absolutely. Oh, oh my yeah. God! There's so many things like I I I, I want to like just follow like comment on. Uh, oh my God! Um, it was good that you kind of noticed that with your child, and then you know mm-hmm. as uh, as uh, just another human being, like kudos for t- for taking for taking uh, action there. Um, yeah, I think it, you know, that happens a lot. I think schools try to like peg students uh, with like this, this maniacal behavior. Um, and it's like, it's not good. And, you know, meanwhile, I guess really the school's just not equipped to, to handle changing times, changing students. Um, and also, and, and I think paramount to everything else, you're a number there. That's really what it comes down yeah. to. Like you're a number there. Yeah. You're, you are, if yeah. they kick you out, there are 30 other kids who are going to take mm-hmm. their spot. 
that yeah. has really become that yeah. this has manifested into college. Uh, this is yeah. how it is in college. So that's how they're able to charge so much, yeah. even though they don't need the yeah. money. Colleges don't need yeah. the money. They have the endowments, etc. Yeah. And yeah, there's, yeah. there's a collective angst. No question. There's a collective angst amongst. Um, yeah. um, I also yeah. think that there's like, um, like a, um, an outsourcing of duty, which is like always so fascinating to me that if my child, I remember one year, my son, one of my children had a lot of like self-regulation behaviors that were super annoying. Like he'd like wiggle his foot a little, or he would doodle, or he would hum. The humming was the worst. Anyways, we worked on it a lot. And like the last mm. behavior standing was humming. And it would, it would just, he didn't even know he was humming. It was like, and we'd be like, mm, can you like, you know, stop humming? Cause it was just so damn annoying to hear humming all day long. <laughs> Anyways, second day of school, brand new year, second day of school, I get a call from the Rebbe, please pick up your son. By the way, this kid of mine, I'm, I wouldn't say this with all of mine, this kid is like my neshamala, like really my neshamala. And the, the Rebbe's calling and he's like, you have to pick up your son. I'm like, do, do, you, have, do, we, do you have the right family? Like, like what, what's wrong? Second day of school, he's like, I told him to stop humming and he won't stop humming and it's chutzpah, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm like, I said to the Rebbe, I said, Rebbe, I said, I feel like you're being, I feel like you could be a little bit more curious about why my child is humming. Right, that's the first thing the that came to my mind. School. Like we have been on such a journey with this child. You have just met him. The phone call should be, why can I, can you help me understand why I've asked your child to stop humming and he can't seem to stop right. or at least speak to the previous year, Rebbe, speak to the principal, see See about the child. You want me to pick up my child? Because in our journey, we've come so far that he's doing the last standing thing that he does to help self-regulate. Wow. Like, where have we, where has education? And he said, of course, he said to me, he's like, Mrs. So-and-so, you're being very disrespectful. You oh, know, my God. Wow. That guy's an and asshole. I said, wow. That guy's an I asshole. Said, that's Rabbi it. so-and-so, you're being disrespectful. Yes, yes, and, yes. <laughs> you know yes. what I did? Good I, for you. I, Hello, good for you for yeah, pushing back. Yeah, this is like literally yeah. like us singles with a shotgun. No, continue. Yeah. What happened? Yeah, yeah. So basically he was like, it, I, I love Hasidim. I think everybody knows that, but he happened to have been a Hasidish Rabbi. And I was so excited <laughs> for my son to have a Hasidish Rabbi because I really love Hasidim. Oh my gosh. And we daven at a Hasidish Shtibel, and I love my Rav. Like, he's really our everything. Moving away from them was, like, so hard. Anyways, I'm like, I need a Hasidish person to call this Hasidish person, like, to speak Yiddish and to, like, set him straight. So I call my Rav, and I'm like, I, I can't go through another year like this. And I was being tortured for years already in the school system with my children. I was like, I need you to call this rabbi and just tell him, to, like, that my son's in a, you know, you know my son's in a Shamala. Just tell them, like. You have to take a different approach with this family. Anyways, my Rav called the teacher, did some Yiddish magic, and I never heard from the Rebbe again the whole year. <laughs> yes. Oh, you had someone advocated for you. And that's what you need. I knew it couldn't be me because I was already the crazy mom, you know, the crazy, disrespectful mom. I was already that person. And you didn't even do anything. I just said just that tried I tried to I'd love like your child. To be more curious about my child before telling me to pick him up on the second day of school. Sheesh, maybe us, uh, us single people and you marry happily married, uh, you know, mommies and, and tatis. Maybe we have some stuff in common. We can find common ground. Maybe mm -hmm. we can, you know, sure we, we really can. can. 
you 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 can in general. It's not something that can never be found. But uh, you're one of the good ones. That's that's what we forget. Mm. You're easy to talk to, and I don't yeah. just say that to to kiss to kiss ass. Like it, it, you know, we've we've had <laughs> other guests over, and it's just tough to to communicate. No, no one recently, but we've you know we've interviewed mm-hmm. other guests, and mm-hmm. um, sure, you know, it's uh, it's challenging to kind of keep up with the capricious. Yeah. differentialities in, in people's mindset. Yeah. And I think like, you know, what, what, what comes to my mind when you say the similarities, it's like, we're all sort of victims of systems, right? That's a fair statement. Singles are victims of systems. Um, families are victims of systems, but are we mm-hmm. right? Like that's the final question. Like we are, we are victims of systems until, until we say no more. Um, exactly. I have a very right. good, yeah, I have a very good friend. Um, I'm going to Israel for her wedding. I'm so excited. Um, you know, mid thirties and every time she'd get a shidduch read to her, it didn't matter who it was, what it was, who it was from. She'd literally have like a horrible stomach like issue. Like she couldn't even get out of bed or go to work. Like getting a shidduch resume in her thirties, just like literally made her ill. And she decided one day, she told me, she's like, Ahuva, it can't be that Hashem is going to send me my person through a way that is making me physically sick. It's just not going to happen. She she said, from this day forward, I am not opening up another shidduch resume. I don't care who sends it to me. Like, I'm ignoring it like it was never sent. And I'm sitting there like, oh, God, like, I really want you to get married and be happy. Like, Like, I don't know. This is the system, right? Like, this is the world. Fine. Like literally within the month, she was on a business trip, went wherever she went on this business trip, went to shul because somebody asked her to come. They were making a kiddish. She wasn't really going to go there. And she sees this guy there and this guy sees her. She thought this guy was married because he was there with his nephews who she didn't know were his nephews. <laughs> and, and But he saw her and realized she was single and she, he asked about her um, after Shabbos and they like went out Saturday night and like. I was like, wow, look at her. She decided she's no longer a victim of the system and God found a different way to send her, her soulmate and she is getting married like in two weeks. That's beautiful. So maybe we're not, like we feel like we're victims of the system and it's making us sick. I'm telling you, I was that crazy mother. I was, (laughs) I was getting ill. I was really ill from feeling like a victim of the system, but really maybe God was saying like, Ahuva, you gotta leave. You gotta leave. Lech yes. Lech yes. Lech Lech. Oh my God. This is that's what we should we rename the podcast. Lech Lech but then, like, literally, only the, the the really from Jews would listen. No, all <laughs> Jews can listen. Even non-Jews like, can oh, listen, it's right? Too, it's too what does that mean? That that was the first. <laughs> Abraham went through ten tests. It's and so the first cool, yeah. Of the test was that God told him to leave his homeland, to leave his family, leave everything he knew, to follow God. And I think that like my life began to change for the better when I said, um, I, I cannot stay so attached to my homeland and to what I know and to the systems I'm a part of while it's making me and my family ill. That's not happening anymore. And Bingo. literally we threw Bingo. a dart. Everyone's like, how did you end up? Like we're in a new community that's not very popular, you know, in Fort Lauderdale. And everyone's like, how did you end up here? How did you hear about it? I'm like, I literally threw a dart. I literally threw a dart. And this is where I landed. And I thought I'm coming to like to an island and I'm going to just like interact with my family and we're going to plant a garden and we're going to go fishing. Turns out like this is a growing community. It's thriving. The rabbi here is amazing. But 
because like Hashem already set it up for me that I had to leave. So going back to the singles part, because this is, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm being relevant, not just, you know, talking, but my friend also did that. from the Shidduch system because it was making her ill, was making her sick. And that's the yelling that God has to begin to do when we don't hear the whispers. And you have to believe, you really have to believe that it's going to come a different way. So how do you convince, how do you convince a whole community, really, to, to leave what everyone's so ingrained in, such as the Siddur system? How do you, you know, we're ingrained well, to, you yeah. know, uh, um, we're going, you, you have to, you have to go through the Shidduch system. You have to use this Shadchan. You ha- I use this Shadchan, so you have to use this mm-hmm, Shadchan. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you break away from that system? Right. At large. So, so that's a, that's a big conversation. Well, right. <laughs> can right. Be like it's yeah. Yeah. right. But, but in the context yeah. of what Ahuva's recent journeys are, yeah, go. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I wouldn't try to convince a ton of people to leave a system, but I think that people that are, are waking up and saying, this isn't working for me. This, how, how much longer could I continue doing something that's either a not working for me, which is benign, but, but painful or actually hurting me, causing mm-hmm. me emotional or physical or spiritual damage. And then you ask, so then you have to ask yourself again about the myth of normal, like just cause this is how everyone quote, everyone does it. Does that mean that this is how it, I need to do it? And if you really yeah. believe that God makes shidduchim, that God makes matches, he's not limited to a shadchan or a system. So it's also very dependent on your belief system and how strong that is, that you can walk away from how everyone does it and believe that it's going to come a different way. That's the truth, Jojo. You hear it? Fair. Is it, is it different from what your rabbi in fourth grade said? Very. Yeah, very. right. <laughs> we have like more of the, the old school uh, Pollyannish kind of uh, vibes no, in a sense. It's, 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 it's a known fact that when you break away from, you know, when you break away, it doesn't matter from what, just breaking away in general, you start to learn more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The world starts to open up. What do they say? The world is your oyster. What do you what do you recommend yeah. JoJo like singles do to to break away? What's something one or two things maybe you've done or something that you've you you're looking into trying? You know, I I mean I definitely think that come a certain age when when stuff don't work for you, um, really tapping into your core self. You know, how do you do that? How do you tap into your core self? You go to therapy. Therapy is big. Flat out, you go big. to therapy. So psychotherapy. Yeah. Well, that's that's the topic today. Uh, <laughs> how they how they get into the business, dating therapists and coaches, and Ahuva mm-hmm. Shandelman LCSW is here to uh, elaborate on such a heavy title. How do they get into the oh. business? Is that even fair to say? Like the business? Ever? I don't wa- love it. <laughs> I don't love hearing it said that way because. Yeah, there is a business end to the work because there is a financial transaction involved um, in order for me to give the time that I give. But for me, it's a calling. It really is a calling. Like mm-hmm. I sometimes people That's are awesome. like, how did you get into th- psychotherapy? And I'm like, like, 
it found me. Like I was always no that way. girl, you know, like people were, I was the, always the class therapist, you know, I was always that phone call. Like ah, I'm going through something. Okay. So going to school was sort of to like polish up or to, to, to give me license to utilize this in our world, you know, in the way mm. that the world is structured today, you need to be educated. You need to have license. Um, you need to do what they want you to get do. The right but training, I think, right? Get yeah, the right but accolades. I, yep. exactly. But I think that you can't really learn. There are certain things about being a healer or um, somebody who can hold light to another person's journey that you really they don't teach you in school, and you can't learn. And I think the best of us are ones that they have. We have it, but we also then went to school in order to be able to practice. Um, in society today. That's who you are. Hello. We're the, we're the parlance going forward is we're going to talk, call you an emotional healer. It's hmm. emotional healer. That just, I love it. That's there, you. There's so, yeah, I've, I've been like searching for like, you know, like in your Instagram bio, you like write these like cheeky, cute things yes. that describe yes. you. And I'm always <laughs> changing mine because nothing seems to fit so well. Like, Same. yes, I'm a psychotherapist, you know, not but a shock. Recently, <laughs> yeah. Recently, I like I um, not a shot of them. Yeah. Recently, I I reposted somebody's post and I I tagged them, and it got into a whole discussion. And he said to me, "Wow, thank you for amplifying my voice." And I'm like, "Yes, I voice am a voice amplifier." amplifier. Yes. Oh my God! <laughs> See how we just connected. Yeah. On, wow. Oh my God! Exactly. I finished her sentences. <laughs> So I am like, I feel like I'm many things. Um, and I would say emotional healer. I would, you know, be honored to be called that. Emotional Um, healer. Yes. For shit. Daters for human beings, for disgruntled shit of daters. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) another one that I recently added up there is space creator. Like I like to think of myself as just not just, but the holy, you know, task of, creating space for people, for thoughts, for ideas, for opinions. We're in a society that's so scared to like create space for everyone and, and ideas. And, and I like to see myself as, as able to hold a lot of space for that. So voice amplifier, emotional healer, space creator. I'm, I'm collecting. If anybody has other ones, you know, I would, I would, uh, ensconced advocate, an ensconcing mm. advocate, maybe a little bit like that. That's a safe place, mm-hmm. so that would mm-hmm. work. We'll, we'll if you will, we'll, uh, we'll make. <laughs> I'll have my office send some in. recommendations. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we'll vote it on the shid on the shid Senate floor. Yeah. So, so that's cool. So that's sort of how I journeyed into the field. I was very young. I had a private practice. I think by the age of twenty-three, actually. No, what twenty-three? Yeah. When did you graduate high school? <laughs> So I I went to Manhattan High School. So I graduated, I guess I was like 18 or 19. But because they're so like educationally fancy, um, 11th and 12th grade had college credits. And then I went to seminary and got more college credits. So by the time I came back, I had like all these credits. And when you get a bachelor's in social work, your master's is just one year. So like I finished like super quick. And then the Jeez. laws were, were like sort of changing around then in terms of like how many hours you need to licensure and private practice. So um, a supervisor that I had was like, I have a huge waiting list and you, girl, you've got this. 
and she Damn. gave me her office after hours and said, you can see my waiting list. And I was in private practice. No way. Wow. Yeah. That is, yeah. That's amazing. What's the, what's the Svartic term for that? Mihashamayim? Uh, yes. Why is that it? Mihashamayim. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. How apropos. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's amazing. Um, yeah. So you got in like right, right in the beginning, like when this, this thing kind of uh, took off, I guess, you know, social yeah. work. Cause, cause I want to say like I first came across social work or psychotherapy, you know, when like I would just read the Jewish magazines mm, yeah, and, and then yeah. I'd see Turo school of social work, Yeshiva university <laughs> school of social work. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Like, what, I yeah. had I had no idea what it was. Yeah, so YU Wurzweiler did exist when I was going to school. I actually went to Hunter College. Shout um, out right there. See, that's like a top school over there, Hunter. It is. It's, it's, it's like very cheap because it's a CUNY, you know, so it's very competitive exactly. to get into. Exactly. It's not exactly. like, hey, and- pay and come in here. <laughs> no, but no offense to the people who paid, you know. <laughs> I yeah. <paid. laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, the the interview was a group interview, which was pretty scary. So usually you go, it's like one-on-one, I imagine, for your interview. And this was like literally a group of like uh, 20 20 applicants sitting in a room. Wait wait a second. So you're like 21, 20, 21. You're going into like this interview. What do you you like, what are your comments looking back on like little young holy shit there uh, like so in, like just coming out of manhattan day school manhattan high school, manhattan which is high school. and then i went to what seminary do you, what do you what do you what do you, i have so many comments to make like for yeah. you know little ij when he started the podcast whatever <laughs> hey, this know, is what i knew i need first of all hunter's a super liberal school and i need i knew and i'm yeah, and I'm coming in there as like a from Orthodox, like the Sacco girl, like conservative, you know, and I knew that I needed to stand out. That's like my oh, one okay. mission was mm. to stand out. Mm. So not so, be an echo chamber, just not be an echo chamber, like harping on the yeah. same thoughts. Wow. Like everyone's going to say the same thing and I need to say something that sounds different um, and that's memorable. So my name really helped because they're like, they couldn't pronounce it. So I was like, my name is Ahuva and it means beloved from the root of love and i feel like that's my calling to spread love in this world and to make space for people i said something related to that and so this difficulty with pronouncing my name i think became an opportunity to be memorable with my name so that when they the teachers would go over the list after and get to my name it would be like oh yeah that one and thank god i got in and a year later i was in private practice so that was interesting. Yeah. How serendipitous of uh, of this to happen. Like, you know, there. In, actually, it could be a, uh, not a juxtaposition, but there's something to describe that where kind of went in thinking like, oh, this is going to be something maybe bad. They don't know how to pronounce the name, but it ended up, they remembered Working it. Working out in her favor. <laughs> yeah, like, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, lemonade out of lemons or something like that. But everything's an opportunity. You know, and we just have to figure out what the opportunity is and take advantage of the opportunity coming at us. Um, and, 
Yeah. So, so that was my entrance into the world of social work. I think there's a lot of confusion. I, I saw this on my page today, like, like social work versus psychologist versus psychiatrist versus life coach, right? Like there's just so many mental health, um, yes. marriage health, MHC, marriage health counselor, then there's marriage and family therapy, MFT. There's so many little yeah. ones like popping up all over. LMHC. Um, I feel like everyone's just looking for a way to do what they want to do. But legally, you know, so that's the bottom line. But psychiatrists are doctors. They go to medical school. They can prescribe medication. They're probably not sitting there with you going through your early childhood traumas like on a weekly basis or somebody that you would mm-hmm. go to for an initial evaluation and then go once every few weeks, you know, make sure you're doing okay. Um, a psychologist um, can be a psychotherapist where you can have a weekly appointment and they can really support your journey. In addition, they could do certain testing. Um, psychological and educational testing that social workers cannot do. Social workers can be psychotherapists, people that you go weekly to speak to. Um, and in addition, a lot of social workers don't do any type of therapy. They could be caseworkers. They yeah. could be grant writers. They can be people that start organizations and fundraise and just really see a need in a community and go after it as a social right. worker. Not take the a clinician of, route, in essence. Exactly. They can work in hospitals and do discharge planning, helping patients get to the right aftercare. So social workers, you know, they could overlap with psychologists, but they don't always do the same thing as psychologists. I think it gets like a little confusing. It does. But when I, that's why I call myself a psychotherapist with a social work degree, so that people understand what I, I do. I love that. With a social yeah. work degree. Yeah, it's very true. Jo- Jojo, you're a social worker. I'm a social worker. I work in community. Exactly. Exhibit A, yep. right there. <laughs> Uh, so you're I, not you're not listening to people you know talk no, necessarily. No, yeah. I do the macro practice. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Do you find it uh, challenging, Jojo, to like being that you're someone who's not like actively private practice kind of thing, right? I definitely hear where Ahuva's coming it's from. Like, you definitely have to clarify when you say that you have a social work degree or that you're a social yeah. worker. You have to clarify. You know, people who really don't know that the different, you know, practices that social workers do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. coming from a very macro. It's like, it's like a Rebbe degree, you know, I have a, have a Rebbe degree. <laughs> Are you the kind of Rebbe who's like good at massages? Are you the kind of Rebbe who's like good at jokes? Are you the kind of Rebbe who like is just awkward in the back, you know? And, Eating the and chalent. Basically. <laughs> I I love all my rebellion. I love all of them. They're amazing. No, actually, I actually, by the way, like let's let's be real for a second. I'll, I'll open up. I'll be real. But I really I found a rabbi who I like. I'm thinking of like maybe connecting with him. Wow. Yeah, I I he's a good guy. I I've I haven't met a guy like this in a while. Because basically, I think yeah. what certainly I have um, seen and grasped and and i and definitely a lot of singles definitely out there at least the ones who are trying to get you know onto the journey or 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 try new things and move to florida you know in essence but basically the ones who are trying to mix it up and uh it's tricky because you kind of lose a connection with your rabbinic figures your rabbinic advisors and it it is it is tough to continue a relationship when you know they can't you can't relate to them it's 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 not just about Rebbe what do I do about this Rebbe what do I do about that like you have real 
grown-up things to discuss and kind of pontificate on. And you need someone who can really give you solid feedback, and that opens up a, um, uh, a, re- a relationship or, I guess, a professional relationship, in essence, with a, with a therapist. You know, that's where you got to go to because yeah. at a certain point, your parents, God bless them, but then they don't, most parents are the ones who kind of just wave their hand and will say, oh, that generation. Yeah. And they're just not, they're not, they don't know what the trends are. And once you have like, you know, the married siblings and the grandkids, like they want to be busy with that. And I get that and yeah. I respect that. Where then yeah. do you go? Where then do you go? So you need to professionally see somebody. Um, and that's a big thing. So yeah, I met this cool guy. So well, I'm gonna see. I, I I already gave him the uh, the IJ special. Like I was by Mincha, and I I'm not kidding. You, I grabbed him. I grabbed him either by the by the beard almost. But I was like, <laughs> "What are we doing for the single community? What are we doing?" Mm. And he's like, "Yeah, no, we need to do some things." I'm uh, he's like, "Let's get a let's get a coffee." I'm like, "No, why, 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 what?" I'm like, he, "You he want to meet up with he me?" Got you working he's like, "Yeah, yeah, like let's meet up." Like, I mean, unless you have time now, I'm like, oh, I don't have time now. But yeah, let's meet up. So we're going to meet up. Wow. Gonna, you know, I saw him today. <laughs> it's a good guy. He's actually. I like that. Yes. Did yes. you tell him you're going to meet for cigars, not a coffee? I know. Oh, you should have done that. But that's how smitten I was because mm. I, I just couldn't say, I couldn't say, hey, come, come to the, come to the bar, come to the bar with me. Mm. No, it was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, well, I'll follow up with him, but he, he totally got my vibe. I, I was telling him because he's an executive at a big Jewish organization. I said, look, you have all these programs to help, you know, financially, emotionally, professionally help, you know, not um, uh, married couples, regular couples, uh, poor people, wealthy people like let's what about the singles, man? So mm-hmm. I kind of like cashed in on that. The squad thing, you know, the AOC, like, uh, you know, they're bitching about, you know, their people not being represented or whatever. So I kind of (laughs) like they just went for that and it totally Uh worked. It totally worked. (laughs) Okay, I'm obfuscating here. Okay, let's get back to uh, a little bit of this actual episode here. But nevertheless, by the way, I did have very solid points nonetheless. You did. But, but again, like what I'm, what I'm hearing, if I, if I zoom out and like listen to what you're saying, it's again, like we're victims of this system. Help us. Why isn't anyone helping us? You're helping so many other victims of our system. What about us? Right. And I think, and, and what you've been championing, championing is like, we need to take control on a hundred percent. I have recently taken control of certain areas. I mean, for a while now. I mean, the big thing was getting out of, like, real intense shidduchim. Like, you know, just because someone's WhatsApping you with six resumes and, like, hey, you know, hey, you'll have you have to go out with this cute PA. You have to go out with this cute PA. You have to go out with this. What she? (laughs) What are they all like? And it's just the same response for all them. She's great. She's great. She's nice. Mm -hmm. She's beautiful. Same response, mm-hmm. you know. How many mm-hmm. QPAs do you know? I mean, seriously, JoJo. Four. Mm-hmm. Four. <laughs> four. Four, like, <laughs> right now. You just, wait, you just met four today, you're saying. Yes. <laughs> I think wow. it's the scrubs. Come on. It has Come to on, be. a girl they used scrubs, to be. They used to be a big. Yes. They used to be a big thing, the scrubs. And I don't want, and I, 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 
you know, at the end of the day, you know, all these all these people like actually have stories and faces and all that. But you know, working working in a medical uh, the medical setting is, is is different than it was you know ten fifteen years ago. You know, it's like mm-hmm. back then it's like the cute nurse, and now it's like the evil nurse. You know, wants to jab you. Yeah, jab you. Yes. <laughs> Hello. He went there. The he jab- went yes. there. Dude, great dude you delved into that perfectly perfect oh my that is our next topic here that is our ne- no actually i can't because you know spotify is gonna fly yeah. <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say okay another reason Here's- to come to florida though another reason you know that was part of god's yelling like we needed to get out kudos that's all i could say is kudos mm-hmm. um me and me and ron you know, <laughs> God's governor around the Sanders people out there. Well, what to know? Um, oh my gosh. There's just so much to, to like still comment on. Um, where should I pick it up? But I mean, I, I, we have other topics, but I'm just thinking like one area, well, I, one, like- one thing I wanted to ask, one thing I wanted to mm-hmm. put on you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm just I'm a guy, so I might be biased here, but I feel like women therapists are better. I don't know why. Um, okay. Like, what do you what do you say about going to a male therapist versus a female therapist? Like, as a as that's a, so interesting. You know, I mean, it, um, it's so polarizing in some right. Because mm-hmm. think of the Hasidim, right? You know, but tell me. Your no, not about. at all. The Hasid, yeah, no. Um, Jojo, do. You, like, would you prefer a male or a female therapist? I, <clears throat> I prefer a female therapist. I just, I relate better with women and, mm-hmm. um, I think it's just easier for me mm-hmm. to communicate whatever's going on with a mm-hmm. female. I also think that it gets me into the mindset of how to effectively communicate with women and be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Granted you're paying for a therapy session, but mm-hmm. You're getting vulnerable with with a female, so it really turns sure. you in the mindset of how to become vulnerable with a future female partner. Yeah, I love that. I love. That. I also think that what women you... are just more empathetic. Okay, just naturally, like yeah, as part of their yeah. femininity. Yeah. Um, Ij, what would you say it is for you that makes you want to be with a female therapist? Certainly, piggy piggybacking off of what uh, Jojo said and uh-huh. uh, definitely all of that. Uh-huh. I would also say that for, for a guy, guy wants to make the time count and we're just someone who's a disgruntled shidduch dater and disgruntled uh-huh. shidduch dater. I mean like a good person did the right thing, uh-huh. went to all the right schools, you know, the classic spiel, the, the mantra and, and uh-huh. now like, now like, you know, I'm a certain age or I'm a certain situation where I'm not, you know, not, I, I may not be able to get dates or I may not be able to get as many dates as I'd like or with the right people. So mm-hmm. you need that female, like, comfort or you need that female... Um, energy. Yeah, you need that feminine energy. And I think yeah. that's a big, that's a major beneficial thing with a guy yeah. going to a female therapist especially like just primarily here like in the shit system or outside of the or in the from community mm-hmm. or what, whatever yeah. what, whatnot that's really what i think the the drive is for that and i think it's so warranted because yeah where else are you going to get that like most of us are working with men most of us mm-hmm. if you're working with women 
it's a professional office, you know, it's not going right. to be like so soothing and, you know, be able to open up. So, yeah. and then for a female, uh, a girl I feel like is going to want to talk to a, another girl. Cause it's like, I think that big sister thing, yeah. you know, they might not feel so comfortable with another guy. But usually girls have a lot of those type of girls in their lives. Like, Oh my God, you got to hear what just happened. Or I just came back from the worst date or like, girls generally do hold space for each other. And I'm wondering, like, I'm going to take a poll, by the way, when I get off this podcast, um, what do the girls prefer and what do the guys prefer? I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm going to participate in that one. Yeah. And I, I have like a few theories. I mean, I think what you and Jojo said makes a lot of sense. And I think a, a girl I want to go like a little, a bit imago on this, right? So like the imago theory is that we pick spouses that allow us to reenact a failed relationship with our parents, but in a spousal relationship in an attempt (laughs) to be more successful. Okay. That's the basic um, idea of imago. And I'm wondering if therapists might be picked in a similar way. Whereas if I'm deeply affected by, um, a relational issue with my dad, I may then go ahead and look for a male therapist to reenact some of that with and heal um, through that therapeutic relationship. I wonder, it could be a good theory to Mm. sort of test out. Um, I myself see a male therapist, uh, my supervisor slash therapist um, for a decade already. And I really can't imagine seeing a female therapist, but, I do have really great friends that I confide in and, and feel validated by and can be vulnerable with. So interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. There certainly it could be a stigma if, uh, you know, you're in the firm community and, you know, seeing someone in the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. I do feel like and see that we're, could be, we're, we're getting more open to it. It's not really necessary. It's not necessary. Oh, for sure. And by yeah. the way, like, I think there was like a mini comment over there about the Hasidim. Oh my gosh. The Chas- I see the Hasidim and I see, you know, I have had clients. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, <laughs> I had a client referral from a pretty from community, Hasidish. And um, the person who was referring the client called me and was like, this person that I'm referring, he only wants to see a non-Jewish therapist. I thought you'd be great. <laughs> what? Uh... Do, you, do you understand to the Hasidish world, a modern Orthodox girl is the right. same as, as not, not, meaning right. he wants somebody that is going to be outside of the community and non-judgmental. That's wow. basically what he went. Right. And that he's guy. not, and that he's not going to be bumped into in Evergreen. You know, that was basically the <laughs> right. qualifications. So he says to me this: He's like, he wants a non-Jewish therapist. I think you'd be great. I'm like, sold. Tell him I'm a shiksa. I'll see him Monday uh, at ten. So uh, let me guess. So I guess the what, what did it go from Ahuva to like uh, Harriet? I guess was was that your alias, no. Harriet? You're no. like, I'm no. Harriet. What's up? No. No, he called me Harriet a few minutes o, later. O, o, o Beckman. <laughs> no, to, like, no. no he, he called me a few minutes later and I said, hi, it's the Huva. And we spoke and we set up our first appointment and we've been together ever since. This is going over two years already. And yeah. I understood, I think that when you are, when you feel so much shame and guilt and judgment from a community, 
you can't go heal in an environment that's making you sick. You can't. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. You, 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 if you don't, if you don't move on, you're going to abdicate from your duties or you're going to abdicate from, you're going to succumb to it. You're going to just succumb to this inevitable problem that's right there. And you got to mm-hmm. separate yourself. It could be done in, in, in the community, I will say. Having a Jewish yeah. therapist. Like physically, though, not, ha- you know. Having a Jewish therapist, though, also helps because a non Jewish therapist doesn't really Hello, understand. Jojo. That was the next question. Having it. Oh, sorry. Yes. No, the, no, no, no. That's good. You asked it. Look at this. <laughs> having a Jewish therapist exactly. definitely helps because I've toyed with maybe going to a non Jewish therapist. And it's mm-hmm. like, all right, how do you explain to a non Jewish therapist? That you're 30 in a from community, a virgin, and you know, you're suffering with not being married, you have all this trauma, like they, they won't, they can't hop that part. So. Well, I, so I, I go back and forth with these type of comments. That's like, imagine a client comes to me and they have a special needs child and they're really struggling right? With it. Mm -hmm. I don't have a special needs child. Can I not help them? Imagine somebody has an abusive spouse. I don't. Can I help them? I get that there are nuances in Mm -hmm. the from community that when you go to a from therapist and you say certain things and they're just like, you know that they get it. It just makes you feel more understood and comfortable. But there are plenty of non-Jewish therapists. Like you, you can explain these things. You can explain. Like I know this sounds crazy, but in my community, most of my classmates got married at 21, 22. So I'm like ancient right now at 30 and an empathetic therapist. Mm-hmm. can understand right. what that must feel like to you that your my friends are going to be grandparents at 40 right. and I'm 38 and not married. Mm-hmm. I think that, I think that it's not a therapist's job to just understand you without what you're saying, without you expressing it. And sometimes in our need to find words for things so that we can help other people understand what our experience is, Sometimes that's actually even more therapeutic than mm-hmm. assuming somebody just gets it. No, I hear. So I, I, I don't know what I think. I think that it's individual, obviously, but I, I don't, I don't like hop onto this idea that like I need a Jewish therapist because they get it. Right. No, right. I, I don't, I don't hop on right away. I get uh-huh. that, but I, I don't fully always think that that's the truth. Okay. Yeah. I'm just taking it in. Just I'm just mm-hmm. taking it in. Mm-hmm. Um So in regards to like commonalities of you know of of these like former shidduch daters or basically, you know, single single people, single Jewish orthodox people who want to be with somebody who want to get into a relationship, et cetera. Um, what are some, some commonalities you've seen that kind of maybe got them there or maybe some things that they're, that they're working on? Um, 
And like, that's like, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a common thread. That's a common question we get. And it's a yeah. common question people, because I think it'll help us connect with each other. Like, Hey, this yeah. is okay to struggle with, you know, and this way we can, we'll have some common ground and we don't have to fight each other. Like, you know, like the Vikings. Yeah. What do you mean? Um, not have to fight each other. What do you mean by that? Well, oof, I could go on. It's a plethora of thoughts that pop up, <laughs> like fight each other. In, in well, it in the in like singles singles tend to fight each other. Like my way's right, your your way's wrong. You know whether I'm being, you know, I'm taking my pain or I'm taking my mm. journey and putting it into tefillah, or I'm putting it into religion, or I'm putting it into mm. going to the gym. So there's a lot of there's a lot of battle there. And that's the interesting thing that I would actually, I would relate, I would relate to on a parenthetical thought where, you know, when you're, when, and, and you could relate cause you're married and we'll take a married person with kids. As an example, you may not have like any commonalities or any interests with, uh, with another couple you're hanging out with, but your kids are friends. So they hang out together mm-hmm. for a single, you don't have that. You have to have, you have to have commonalities. You have to have interests that line up. Otherwise, like you're not going to hang out together. You're not going to want to be with each other. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. as simple as it gets. Right. So for yeah. guys, it's, uh, it's a little bit easier, I guess, you know, they, they, we, we, you know, we, we meet up Thursday night, challenge situation. And, uh, I don't know, girls Friday, you know, getting the nails done. Mm-hmm. Like these are things that kind of, uh, so, but, but when you're single, like you have a lot less, you have a lot less. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some common out common things though, that kind of end up like getting them to, to, to be where they are, where do you think, what can you really, what can you, you know, give over to us? I mean, you know, yeah. be confidential. I, think that, you know? I feel like it's just going to be very offensive. Like, any way I put this, I feel like could be offensive to people. Like, obviously I, I have worked with so many people and I have my own, my own journey toward marriage and, and my friends and I can, I could string together some thoughts on it, but I think it's offensive to speculate on how people in pain, like, contributed I guess to their own situation Mm. Um, what I would say about it is that when people do get married at whatever stage in the game and they had been in pain for a long time as a single person um, because they weren't married I feel like it all makes sense to them why it hadn't happened until then and why it had to be now Mm. and like when, when their story comes together with the person that they're marrying story, they no longer are scratching their head as to why did this take so long? They know exactly why it took so long. I, I'm not going to hold my breath. (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I can't, you know, I just have to move on, I guess. I don't know. What do you mean? 
move on like from the question from yeah from the thought like from the thought yeah. like oh you're going to get answers and uh, mm-hmm. everything's going to I could say more itself. I'll say more and like I'll contemplate like in terms of how it comes out if we should keep it in um in the podcast um to me it feels like a lot of people a lot of us that are struggling with the pain of being alone are in some way holding a space in our lives, sorry, are in some ways filling the space in our lives that should be filled with a spouse with a different relationship or dynamic. That space is filled. And it feels like there has to be a letting go and a cutting off which is very, very difficult. And I can give like an example or two because there is no space for somebody to come in to that scenario. But the person that's in pain doesn't see it that way. And they also see it as impossible to let go. Very deep. Um, Yeah. Um, Often I see people that are caring for their elderly parents and they're single. Yes. How, Ooh, that's a that's, perfect one. That's like a, a, you know, that is one. And it emotionally and, and psychically does not leave space to nurture a husband and your own family because you're literally, you're in a caretaker role. So energetically, you're already, you're already in that space, connected to somebody in your feminine energy, taking care of them, connecting with them. And, you know, whatever it is, driving them here, driving them there, doctor's appointments, making sure there's dinner, making sure they're not alone, laundry, whatever. Mm-hmm. I have singles that are, are caretakers. I, it's pretty, it, it, you know. It, you can't separate it. It's inextricable. If you're, if you're ca- really caring for your parents, which is a beautiful thing, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to have, like, the kind of healthy relationship yeah healthy life you want you know 100% mm-hmm. totally get mm-hmm. it totally we're, and of we're course, on the same page you even if this, pick the better one you get right. and, something uh, right and of course like even if this person has other siblings because this because they're single and they don't have their own children to take care of and because they don't have their own spouse to take care of and they might still live at home or nearby they become the obvious choice oh yeah but just they, just happened with a girl for me we 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 got set up, however, well, well I, we, we matched on, on, uh, on one of the apps. And, yeah, you know, she was like Aunt Shayna. I was like, hey, <laughs> nice to meet you. My name's, my name's Isaac. She's like, Aunt Shayna. I'm like, what? She was like, she was taking care of the family. She, and not her family. Her, you know, siblings, children. That was a full-time wow. job. So it doesn't even have to be. Yeah. They live next door. And I was right. like, you're like a beautiful girl. She mm-hmm. had a great name. It wasn't Shana. She had a great name. Like it was exactly the kind of name that would have been perfect for me. <laughs> and I was, I, I totally yielded to a, a FaceTime. Cause you know, we were, we were happens to be, she was in Florida. So I was like, no problem. Mm-hmm. And when it came to like arranging the date, you know, I had come in already. I came in already, but like she had to come to me. But my my 
my, you know, my, my family, she had to take care of her family. That was the, always the answer. And I, yeah. but I just saw it on her face. I saw the way she yeah. was carrying it and it's very, it's right there in front of people can right. see it. Singles, yeah. healthy minded singles, but also not healthy. So that's the problem. Healthy and non-healthy people can see it. That's, that's a big issue. You can right. see it on their face I'm like, oh, okay. I was just, and, and, and it kind of goes into what I was saying uh, an episode or two ago about being crap tested, okay? Like, mm-hmm. you're going to be crap tested many times, like a lot of, and, and I just, just had it the other day as well. Someone was asking me on a date, you know, so, uh, you know, what's, what's a relationship roadmap look like to you? And I'm like, well, definitely not discussing the relationship roadmap <laughs> on the first date. That's the first, that's how it looks to me. I love like, that. I'm like, honey, I want to have it. And I, I told her, I told her verbatim exactly what I'm telling you. I said, honey, I'd love to have, we're going to have drinks. We're going to have a fun time. I'm giving you a minute to just cry and tear whatever happens. And we're just, we're going to go big. And oh my God, I, I saw it on her face. Like I passed the crap, the crap test. Okay. It's called something else. The SI, you know, the whole, the shit test. Oh, shit test. But that's what, and I'm telling, I, I noticed it. And, and by the way, I, I can't take credit. It's, it's all part of the guyish dating class I'm taking with the pit, with pickup artist, coach Hunter, mm. my man. Mm-hmm. So it's all mm-hmm. working. And, and by the way, plenty of, I learned with a, with a Hoover, holy on the holy shit mm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I know we're, we're, we got like, um, a few more minutes. Okay. Unless you want to go into overtime, you can just, you'll let us know. You'll. Uh, but uh, I wanted to get your feedback on some of the previous episodes we did. <laughs> sure. sure. Zodiac signs. What do you think of that? What's the, what's the situation with that? Yeah, you know, I think there is wisdom in the Zodiac signs. I think we have it in our Jewish tradition. Um, do we go by them? Do we make decisions according to them? I don't think so. But is there wisdom in it? Yeah, I think so. But I think that we need to trust our, ourselves. I think that people that are relying heavily on zodiac signs, I think that they're looking for some external validation of a wrong or right decision. So I think it's cool. I think there's stuff, you know, that's intriguing about it. But I think um, we need to be able to look within and make the decisions for ourselves. And Jojo, you liked the zodiac sign episode. I did. Uh, did you learn anything from it? Like, like which zodiacs to stay away from? <laughs> yeah, they clear, clearly. <laughs> what was Avery's uh, sign again? <laughs> okay. Anyway, <laughs> how about serial shidduch daters? Do you believe they exist? Oh yeah, for sure. They, of course, they exist. We it's such a fun exist. game. I feel like. Uh, I feel like. I mean, I feel like I know someone who's uh, falling into that right now. Now that he's killing it on on and all the dating apps and with all the, you know, with the, the last yeah, two, two and a half makes, shot Hanum he's dealing with. <laughs> yeah, what what makes somebody a serial dater or a dater is that they're getting something from staying in the initial stages of dating and never getting deeper in, right? Whether it's they really don't want to get married, but they can't really opt out of the system because of their mom or because of society or culture. They always have to be dating, but they don't really want to be in a relationship. So they never let it progress. Um, For other people, you know, it could be fear, different blockages. And some people just really enjoy the first stages of relationships, something Mm. like love addiction, 
So yeah. they sort of get bored with people after a while and they're just on to the next. So there's many different reasons why someone would become a serial dater or a serial shidduch dater. Um, so they definitely exist. They exist in the world. Yeah. Jojo, what are you... Uh... Are you a sh- serial shuttle tater, Jojo? Probably. No. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. What a, what a, he's a man. He's admitting, he's admitting his, his, you know, problems I yearn, here. I yearn to be in a relationship. But so. you just can't help swiping you right. know, for the next one. Correct. We actually did it. We, we touched up uh, a little bit about on that with Ahuva uh, in the episode 69 and 70. Um, toxic friends and. And uh, platonic relationships, and then we flipped it, platonic relationships and toxic friends. So people can check that out. Episode 69 and 70. Um, here's, here's one thing we, we, we kind of recently, a little bit of a pattern we were discussing last few episodes. Uh, is it finding your religion, like your own religion, or is it like actually going off the derech? Like which one is it? I know it's a fully loaded question. Yeah, it's a good question, though. You know, um, I I had a mentor growing up, um, Rabbi Ronnie Greenwald. I he passed away a couple years ago, but he was a big mentor of mine, and he used to say the reason why he was the first one to open up a school for for girls at risk. Honestly, he was like the first one on the scenes, and I actually helped out in that school. Um, it was called. Mag Muncie Academy for Girls, and mm. and he he opened his camp to, to to everybody, meaning anybody got in. Like all the other camps were like, we only this, only top girls, only if you go to these schools. And his camp Sternberg was just open to everyone, and he felt mm. that you know, with yeah. enough love and enough community and enough Torah and enough joy, like there's enough space for everyone. He wasn't threatened by different colors of the rainbow, and he's a real real inspiration to me always. But he had a line. That was the reason why so many people are off the darach is because the darach is so narrow. You can't fit on mm-hmm. it. Bless him. Bless him. Yeah. Like we've created such a narrow idea of what it means to be a from Jew that of course there's going to be so many people outside of those lines. It's way too narrow. Oh, Just widen, widen the road. Yeah. Widen the road and everybody fits on. You solve the problem. Everyone's trying to get the people back on this narrow line. Like, cut it out. Make the make the line bigger. I love that. I love that take. See, he's someone I can envelop myself in and his teachings. Mm-hmm. I, it's, yeah. it's funny. I didn't realize we had that connection because I went to TJ. So mm. I, I went that's to... That's his son, right? Yeah, that's his, his son, son, yeah. yeah Hananya Greenwald? Yeah. Yes, yes. Rabbi, yeah. Rabbi G. Rabbi yeah, yeah. And I was in Ma'ar, which time. was another son. Zacharia runs Ma'or. Oh, yeah. I mean, he still does. Yes. But um, I'm but, real like an OG Ronnie girl, you know. Ooh, get out of here. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're like oh the last God, of, a just, con- of a kind. I just realized that he's another Ron in my life. Maybe this is my, like, link to Ron DeSantis. <laughs> oh, my God, he oh my is. Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. my middle na- and my middle name is Ron. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I, it but I'm changing it. I'm changing it. <laughs> Oh, God. All these Rons. Wow. That's yeah. actually funny, actually. Wait, wait. So his name, Rod, and Rod. Wow. Oh, my God. Okay, you got to yeah. really take some time to think, like, who else is Ron? Like, where does this Ron I, thing comes from? Yeah. Forget about Zodiac signs. Like, <laughs> I find that I have names that follow me in my life. Like, I'll, in my phone, for some reason, I have, like, 
21 Devoras and like one or two of every other name. I'm like, what, what's with this name? And I have certain guys' names too that just like follow me in life. And now that there's another Ron, like I always had one Ron like in my head. And now, Ron, like now I'm talking about Ronnie and I'm like, damn, I have to think about this. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that, that, that as a society, as a from world in town, from world, New York, New Jersey, you know what I'm talking about. We have created such a narrow idea of what it means to be a from Jew um, that everybody outside of that is off the dark. I mean, everyone oh, has yes. a choice to not <laughs> want to be religious. That's fine. If you identify yourself as a non-religious Jew, then I guess you're off the derech of religious Jews, and that's fine. But if you consider yourself a religious Jew, but it's not the way someone else wants to identify religious Jews as being, so they consider you off the derech, that's their own problem. That's a them problem. Amen. You are still religious. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Everyone's on their own oh. derech. And that is such a perfect place to end off. But one more thing, and then you take as long as you need for this, because I can't believe that this is has been since we last spoke, or at least, you know, certainly been on the podcast. Like, we have not seen each other since the Shabbaton. Mm-hmm. Holy mm-hmm. shit. How yes. was it? Give us like, just try to get like into that memory right there. What? Yeah. How was it? There were no runs. On was, there. How was it? Let's let's <laughs> let's get cathartic. That was really a beautiful weekend. It was my last weekend in New York. Uh, what a way to my end. My last weekend. Yeah, like I moved that week, and um, of course, the cutest guys on that weekend were my sons. Like, yes. am I right? Yes. yes, they were. They were very cute. <laughs> yeah. Guys. Like, all the girls just wanted my boys, you know, for sure. I know. It Um, made it very tough for me, by the way. I was like, (laughs) I should you not. They were stealing too much of the attention, you know? Yeah, seriously. But, you know, it was okay. Whatever. Wasn't really anyone I liked her anyway, you know? (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. Um, I, I thought it was a wonderful event. You know, I really thought it was this group of guys and girls, and it was, relaxed enough to not feel stuffy, but nonetheless organized and, and well put together. I feel, I feel like it had a lot of good balance. Um, I really enjoyed um, doing my holy shit bit, you know, um, with the group, with the guys, with the girls, and then individually getting to talk to people, get to know them, um, you know, throughout the Shabbos. Um, there's like really good, good people out there just looking to find connection and, it was nice to be able to be a part of something like that. I'm usually, you know, behind my phone and posting comments. And it was really nice to have this, like, immersive experience with the community that I'm interacting with at, by the hour every single day. And you guys did a great job. Like, kudos to you. You guys have jobs. You guys have lives. You guys are dating and have all your your family things. And you gave your time and your effort and your energy and, and your money to, to to have this opportunity for people to meet other people and for connection. And it was really inspiring. I left with a very, very full heart. Um, and whether or not actual Shaduchim came out of it, I felt that the connection and the space and the community was well worth the weekend. So true. We appreciate that so very much. We, we do. do look forward to having many more events, and definitely having you. 
Come to Florida. Come on. We, we will definitely connect off yeah, the air. JoJo here will absolutely. <laughs> we will connect absolutely. off the air. I would love that yes. Florida event. And who yes. wouldn't want to like come out to Florida uh, during the cold winter, absolutely. you know? Absolutely. Yeah, I think like the one thing I would say, and you could leave this off the podcast, but um, the one thing I would say is like, I would have preferred to be like in more of a destination. Like, Oh, yes. Like the whole weekend was awesome, but I would have loved to be somewhere beautiful. I feel like for me, Pace like I said, like I, vibes. <laughs> not even. Hey, not, that came like, up at one of the meetings. Oh, man. Yeah. Some, some yes. And some no, like there are Pesach programs that are literally in the middle of like industrial downtown Connecticut or something. And there is it, no vibe. It's just the program. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I'm a huge believer in, and I told you that I recently took my practice outside of the office because I think environment really has an impact on connectivity. And I think mm. that when you're walking, mm. think about this, Isaac, you're walking with a girl on the boardwalk, you can mm -hmm. access connection a lot better than like being in a corner of a lobby that's also used to make pancakes in the morning. You know what I mean? No, I hear like, There's just something <laughs> about, about being in a beautiful place and a calm place and a connected space and I, that would be like my literally my only critique for the weekend was like, can it be somewhere beautiful? Thanks. Yeah, sure. I want to I want to work on something like this. It's uh, I am trying to and Jojo's helping me a little bit, but I'm, I'm working on something like this. And that was part of the conversation I had with uh, this this rabbi I was saying before where, okay. I, where I did grab him. I gra I did grab him. And I said, we got to help the thing. We got to do something. And we really do. Um, yeah. If, Another you know, inspiration that in I have, sense. and because you, you have the, um, the infrastructure, I'll share it with you, is like, I think like experiences are the way to go with Shidduch events. Because it's very hard over one weekend to really get to know someone in their different dimensions right? Mm -hmm. Because we have our formal self and our put together self. And then we have like our chilled, like ponytail up, gray sweatpants self. Like <laughs> we have like so many different selves that, that people can find attraction in different dimensions of us. And I feel mm -hmm. like with you had, um, like a three, four, five, you know, day experience, like let's say there was like a long weekend hiking trip to Utah and guys and girls were invited. And it was just, an experience, right? You know, people are helping each other get up the mountain and you, you're just like, you're, you're, you're experiencing a connective journey together with a group of people. I think it is much more, um, I'm reaching for a word here, but not susceptible, but like, it's much more fertile for connection mm -hmm. to see people throughout a journey of some sort in different lights. Ooh, I, I'd be down for that. Yeah, I would. Sign, I would. sign us up. It would be it right. Would, yeah. Like I really <laughs> would like to do like shit, the experience, right. Which Ooh. would be to somewhere for three days. Cause some people can't get away for like a week Getting or whatever, for a few days. you know, do a hike, go on a kayak tour, come back to the bonfire, you know, have drinks, schmooze sing a little go back to your room like something about gin and experiences tonics. gin and tonics 
for sure oh yeah you know? oh you you were so good yeah 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 was, i love yeah that. You came oh down, i was bartending you yes <laughs> you i was bartending. bartending on the weekend well that that's um, so that's what i'm looking into now i am looking at anyone wants to reach out to me on on the instagram i i have a i have a rabbi uh who's an executive at the ou who this is the guy okay and i'm and and we have ohuva and we had last week we had jackie glazer who was really good and I'm trying to put a team together, so if people want to reach out, they can reach out to me because there really should be some kind of experience like this, and like subsidized hosted by, through Build yeah. because that's really the biggest problem. Like like when we did the Shabbaton, we had I don't know, we had a hundred people, 150 people wanted to come, and right away half the people, you know, because of price, could not could like you know could not commit could not yeah. consider even like giving, you know, payment plans. They couldn't. So that's you know, a lot of people you have to cut. And the money's a big much, thing. How much was it? How much was it? We it charged about three fifty three seventy five. Three seventy five a person. Yeah. Three seventy five. Some people got it for three twenty five, I think, right. for early bird. Right. Yeah. Right. So here's the thing also, like if I'm paying for a singles event and I'm feeling very victimized by the system and I'm just giving up on life, then I'm going to be like, oh, I'd rather just like buy another pair of shoes for 375 exactly. like, um, you know, but if it's an experience, meaning I always wanted to hike um, Zion. So whether I find someone or not, I hope I make connections, but it's fun anyway. So you're not you're going with the intention to make connections and maybe like the dream of meeting somebody, but it, it's worthwhile even if not, because I always wanted to do that and it's fun. So that's what I think. Like, I feel like, you know, getting out of that victim mentality of like, Oh, now I have to pay $375. Cause I'm single. And this is the only way to meet people outside of going mm-hmm. to visit Shadhanim. Yeah. Oh, that sucks for me. I'm staying home. It's just, it's just, I feel like it perpetuates the victimhood. Whereas if, Absolutely. if the Absolutely. way in which you're connecting to people is anyway something that you would love to do, you're really, you're really enhancing your own life and doing things that you love while connecting to other people. Almost like the birthright trip kind of experience where like, right. we need to have fun. We need to see the world. We need to, tr- we need to connect with people and become more magnetic in that way. And then in our joy and because we're having a great time and because we're, we're um, expanding our own self through travel and through whatever the experience is, we are more attractive to the people around us. It has to be. So like, that's the only thing I would say about the weekend is like, it was a single weekend, right? Like Uh, I would love to see experiences. I like yeah. it. And I like it. I totally yeah. get that. There's more programming yeah. that can go into it, definitely. Yeah, no, but I had a great time. She's, you know, it's it's. I know. I I, I I'm understanding what she's what she's saying. Jojo is that um, everyone came was a single. They were like expecting the same single thing. You you've you've got to like show them how how to do it, and we were able to cover a lot of ground exactly. and show them it show them in our way and. We were certainly able to propel the 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 advantageous differences that we've seen from other programs. One hundred percent. Yeah. So hopefully we could look. I think we have. I think we have a good team. We're gonna try to get everyone together. And I'm, I'm yeah. definitely like, you know, 
We're, we're working on it, people. We're working on yeah. it because we have we have the proper parties here right now. So uh, we're yeah. all pledging. We're all into the. We're all in yeah. for this. And I did love. <laughs> I did love that the program was run by single people. Like it feel. It felt a bit like yes, safer and less. Too. Yeah. Build the bikes for less. singles by singles. Yeah. Well, That's you know, podcast. hopefully not single to long for long, but it felt <laughs> less patronizing you know when people feel extorted mm-hmm. because they're single and like they're paying to come to this weekend that's run by all these like married shachanim or whatever like it just feels a bit i could imagine it just feels bad you know oh, um, oh yeah no it's cer- it certainly it exacerbates people um when yeah they, when they when they come in to this event or the shabbaton or whatever where they get this little jpeg on their WhatsApp or camera, and they and they're thinking like, maybe this is going to be different, and it's not. You go in, and it's yeah. oh, there's that terrible shot, and there's that terrible shot, honey. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, I, we're we're trying, we're trying. I think I think a yeah. a good chunk of us are getting more open to that that that, that there's a whole world out there, and there's a lot of yeah. things. I think there, I think the, the, what's been going on is it's it's been very subtle. It has not been, mm-hmm. it's not been, you know, well, I guess the opposite of low key, like out there and people are aware of it. Uh, I think mm-hmm. people are finding different ways of, of what we're trying, of what we're basically depicting is, is in there. It's becoming more pertinent in their lives. Mm-hmm. Cause as you know, especially after COVID, especially after COVID, like people are now like mm-hmm. more into their mental health and their physical health and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Etc. Kind of advancing, advancing themselves, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's yeah. there's so much, there's so much that can be done, and there's so many different ways it can be done, and we're evolving. We're evolving as people, and that's gonna we're gonna evolve as how we connect. Um, but definitely, in person connection is a novelty, mm-hmm. and we need more of it, and we need to be more in nature, and we need to let single people have value. Like I'm just thinking as you're talking like why are the married people like talking to the single people about what they need to know on what's going on like like there's single people that have so much value like you like jojo you're on this podcast you're sharing your experiences there must be people on these shabbatones that would have a really cool journey to share or or, or valuable skill or art form or food I, I don't even know like i know you had singles Love in the that. kitchen and the so sushi true. and that was so fun it's like yeah, there's know, value I in know. our community you know i know and i people I are so that. people are just so in, in, disenfranchised that's really what it that's, is that's people, what it you is. know like we scraped together those who wow. were willing to who wanted to come mm-hmm. and were a little bit um complacent with coming because mm-hmm. they knew it wasn't going to be like Rebitson's aura style where you don't have to do anything. You just show up and the Rebitson's take care of you. They get the ideas going. There are yeah. a whole, there's a, there's a lot out there who want a different route. The question is how do you yeah. kind of get all of them? That's yeah. what, and uh, yeah. certainly we're going to try to continue to do what we're doing with build a bias and, you know, get people. And also like another thing that I'm hearing is like, as people, um, you know, have birthday after birthday and they're still single, Mm. their friends have gotten married. So they feel more lonely. So I think also like having experiences like Thanksgiving weekend, new year's like 
during times when friends used to get together and do something, having opportunities to share experiences with other singles also fills that need of community, you know? So mm-hmm. I love that also. Mm. Good way to, yeah, no, that's, that's good. That's a good, yeah, that inculcates We have my to mind. stay connected. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I committed to. Like tomorrow night I have a single friend well he used to be single now he, he's got like a girlfriend you know this, this is a shidduch dater here but now he's a girlfriend he's 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 nice. he's, he's adapting he's becoming uh it's unbelievable you know like 29 years old this guy and uh he he invited me he invited me to thanksgiving he's like i know everyone has their real family thursday so i'm gonna do something wednesday and i'm going and i'm gonna i'm, I'm a part of a little community here it's very it's it's so wow. cute it's gonna be a whole ordeal tomorrow I got, yeah. I got some babka cake. I feel like an adult here. Like, love that. We are very excited. <laughs> you yeah. are an adult, IJ. Like, I don't I, know if anybody um, told you yet. Like, you are an adult. Well, no. Well, I I was an adult, but then I went to I went to shul the other day, and and they were like, "You're not an adult till you're married and have kids and oh god, pay a mortgage." Like, I'm like, well, I'm paying a mortgage already. Well, you know. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I mean, obviously there's age and stage. And I think in our community, when somebody didn't go to the next stage, people like just see them still as oh, a younger yeah. age. And that's like an issue in our community. Like single people are adults, you know, and sometimes we don't want to see ourselves as adults because it's just too painful. But we were <laughs> yeah. adults. Well, that's you a, know? You know, a few episodes ago. That's what that's what that's what got put on the table there, uh, especially around the Yom Tovim. And I described a few predicaments I was in and Avery mm-hmm. did as well. And we kind of mm-hmm. came to the conclusion that, um, you know, a lot of married people are, they're, they're just, uh, they're very, they're a little jealous of single people. They're like, I'm mm-hmm. busting my butt, you know, yeah. working, supporting my family. I'm at the, I'm at the, you know, the, the hand of my, my, my wife or my husband or my kids. And like, there you are, you're showing up to whatever, shul or community event mm-hmm. or simcha and like you can do whatever you want that's not fair i gotta be i gotta be mean to you or i have mm-hmm. to like question you or figure it out and that's just that's that's what we uncovered and that's what i i i really finally got like they're just i think they're they're just very jealous because mm-hmm. they don't have that ability to just go for a drive for like an hour or two to unwind and decompress. To unwind, yeah, like after work, yeah, just come home and and was what yeah. a singles do. We just unwind. We just unwind. I could right. unwind, I could unwind for two right. hours. The other yeah. night, I just I sat in the bathtub till like three in the morning, and I was like, wow, no yeah. responsibility, awesome, right, right. And you know, the grass is always greener. Like, like your friends jealous that you get to come home and just unwind from work, and you're like, I wish I had, you know, a woman to chill with that night, you know, mm-hmm. and. He has the woman, but he's just so stressed from work and kids and whatever that they're not even enjoying the intimacy that you may imagine you would be enjoying if you were married, right? Yeah, definitely so that twofold. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like always twofold is like, and which doesn't mean that we don't want it, like, but we we want it. But um, it's funny, like whenever we went on family trips or go on family vacations. We drive to the airport and we usually one of us gets out with the kids and the luggage and the other one goes, parks the car at the shuttle and comes back. And I'm always like, I'll take the car to the shuttle. I'll take the car to the shuttle. And like, literally, that's my vacation. Like, 
car. <laughs> I oh say close the God. door. I like drive oh two miles God. an hour to, to the parking. I get on that shuttle. I put my feet up on that seat. And I'm just like closing my eyes and I'm like, oh my gosh, ah, like this is my vacation. Um, yes, yeah. Yes, you know, it's, yes. it's rough. When I was a Manhattan traveler, like a city goer, yeah, same thing. Like just having those like a uh, few minutes, like on the train, finally, when you f- mm-hmm. find a spot coming back from, you know, the suburbs, uh, going home yeah. to the suburbs. Yeah. Same thing, like you just find that little like aha moment, you yeah. know, that you can find some yeah. like relaxation and sanctum in a way like, oh, man. Yeah, Oof. yeah. So we all, you know, married people sometimes want to be single and single people often want to be married and divorced people want to be married and married people want to be divorced. There's, there's parts of everyone's story that we all sometimes envy. Like sometimes I'm looking at my husband, I'm like, you know, we should try this shared custody thing. Like I can use a weekend off, you know, like <laughs> maybe married people should be divorced sometimes and divorced people are often married. They're like fighting about things that married people have to fight about too. Like we're all take on different parts and we're all yearning and wanting to experience parts of other people's lives. But maybe we could create our own, you know, mixed media kind of mm-hmm. piece with our lives. Create your own destiny. Take it in your own hands. Uh, yeah. Don't let the situation be on top of you. Get on top of the situation. It takes a lot of work, yeah. but you got to push yeah. yourself. Own it. Yeah. Uh, my message to those married people, parents, as ob- and obviously and especially singles out there, my brothers and sisters, just mm-hmm. you know, get on top of the situation and own it and own it. Yeah. It's so rewarding. And I, I promulgate it as much as I can. And I'm telling you, there are people who you never would think like who I've been having conversations with and they're like, wow, I, I, I took, I took the, sh- the show's advice, the podcast advice. Cause it's not just mm. me. It's what, you know, our prestigious guests, such as yourself, come on and teach us open our, open open like our eyes and mindset towards um and it's uh you know a lot of mental health aspect and um just entertainment self-care fun laughter crying you know did you get a chance to check out the uh nobody talks shidduchim top 25 jewish girl names did you get a chance no Okay. I haven't. No. <laughs> well, it's recently posted to okay. Instagram. So take take a listen. Take a listen. You're you're gonna enjoy. I think number ten um, or eleven. You're gonna enjoy. Oh yeah? yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go do my homework. I'm excited. Actually, it's on there. Where can the people find you, Ahuva? Well, you know, I'm, I'm holy shit on the gram. So at holy underscore underscore shit. Um, that's definitely a great place to find me you could dm me and um ahuva shandleman you can google me you could reach out to me you could email me ahuva shandleman at gmail.com um i love hearing from people and if i've impacted you in any way or if you'd like to connect um that's definitely how to reach me or through you guys you know how to reach me so they could just yes, reach out just to you reach out to us we'll we'll forward the information um 
and that's where we can continue the conversation. Yeah, this has been so much fun as usual. I love, I love coming on here. Thank you for the space that you've created for me to, you know, have a voice and share it with the world. And it's it's really love having you. We can't stop praising you. you. We wish you so much success over there down south. Appreciate that. Come uh, visit me, please. We Come will. visit. We will. I uh, yeah. I, I shall. I will. You will. Okay. <laughs> no, we we will. We will bring. Yeah. We're gonna. We want to go on tour. We want to go on tour. We want to do a like a <laughs> like what's dating like in Florida. What's dating like in Minnesota. What's dating like in Chicago. What's dating like. You know, so I'm so we got we got uh, we we send Avery to scout some areas. Yeah, where is Avery? You tell him I missed him. I'm, we'll let him know. We're gonna let him know. Thank you. After hearing this episode, he's gonna be like, "Wow, I'm, I'm maybe you know I, that is a safe space for me." <laughs> As I usually end off, people happy face, smiley face, silly face. This is the Nobody Talks Shudachum podcast.